Psalm 5, 12 says this, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as a shield. So it's interesting that when we walk in the place that God has us to walk, and the things that he's called us to do, he provides things that may not look uh, like something we can see visibly, but they're tangible things that go before us in all that we do. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. When you put your life in God's hands, he will bless you. When you put your trust in God's hands, he will bless you. When you put the things of your life in his hands, he'll take those things that you have and he'll make something uh, uh, even more out of them because that's who God is. And when he says with favor, you will, uh, he will surround us like a shield. I mean, his favor is, is like a protection that surrounds us, watches over us. It, uh, uh, it, 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 it keeps us, the word kept, means like a, a military garrison that surrounds a, a post that uh, everything inside of it can't be penetrated because there's a protection. That is what the shield of God is like. And today we're going to see how that favor uh, uh, worked for us and, and how that favor is not just on where our projects are, but our favor is everywhere that a person of God is. I've been, I've been trying to teach you that uh, for the last couple years. You are favor. Why? Because God's spirit rests inside of you. And you need to realize that every place that you are, you have the opportunity to change the atmosphere of that particular situation. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. You are favor. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. And uh, I'm not going to go into a bunch of uh, uh, scripture today, but this is going to be the basis of my theme for, can you turn just the back lights on? Yeah, okay. Uh, this is going to be the basis of my theme for our message coming up on Easter. Caleb's got a great message next week for Palm Sunday. And then on Easter, we'll be preaching about how the cross brings us God's favor. In verse 13 of Mark 4, it says, uh, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word immediately, they receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires, other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful everybody say but these everybody say but these are the ones that are sown on good ground who hear the word accept it and bear fruit some 30 fold some 60 and some 100 father today we thank you that your word is alive 
We thank you, Father, that your word bears fruit. We thank you, God, that when the word falls on a faith-filled heart, that things can occur that we could never even possibly dream that could occur. But, Father, we're thankful today that we see so many testimonies of life and the things that you bring forth when we're touched by your word and we bring it to a place of activation. So, Father, today, as we draw into this place of having a testimony of your faithfulness, Father, I pray that this stirs up something in every believer that will encourage them to believe beyond where they're at today. And so, Father, we thank you, we worship you, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, if you could, uh, Judy, put up the first picture. And uh, we want to begin to go through some different things. This is the nation of Burundi. And uh, if I, these are all the provinces, okay? We are in every single one of those provinces. We have a, a regional director in every one of those provinces. We have a great structure. If you look to the left in the brown, that's Bunjabora. That's where we fly into. That's where we had to quarantine. And if you look above that, Sibatoke, Bubanza, Bururi, Makaba, Rutana, Gitega, uh, Ryugi, uh, 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 Karusi, uh, Ngozi, Karundo, Mianga, Kenkuza. Uh, we were in every single one of those places physically on this trip. I can't even tell you how many hundreds and probably thousands of kilometers that we drove. And so there's kind of a depiction of uh, what I'm going to be talking about. Every one of those provinces have a different uh, um, history. They have a different characteristic. They have a different DNA to who they are. If, if you look at Bubanza or, or Bunjabora, that's a place where most of the civil unrest started since 1962. That's the capital city. And uh, in the outlying areas, those are areas that were attacked year after year after year to strengthen the people who were uh, trying to bring unrest to the nation. And there was hardly any education that took place in those outlying areas for young and old. You go across the board to Ryugi, the same kind of thing uh, took place there. That is another province where a lot of education hasn't taken place. And so the idea of us coming in and working with them makes a huge difference. Remember, I've told you before that in our schools that they're the only thing that, uh, it, that the only qualification we have is if you can read and if you can pass the test. See, we're dealing with a nation where the majority of them have not gone through past eighth grade in education. And so, you know, there's no reason to set unreasonable boundaries on what we're expecting for our school because we know that when they come to our school, their whole world changes. I'm not saying that pridefully. I'm not saying that that we're the end all, the catch all. That's not what I'm saying, but the results are. 
The results are saying these types of things. And so you understand that in the upper uh, province there in Gazi, that's where our, our base is out of. That's where life occurs. That's where the entire Bible college, 15 semesters and probably 1,700 pages of notes have been translated into their native language of Kurundi. We are the only Bible school in that nation that has translated the material into their language. And so that was what really connected us to begin with, with God's favor in their nation of doing that. In that same province right now, there's a, an extension of our translation team that is translating now the entire Bible college into French. We are working in Central America. We have five semesters translated into Spanish, and uh, we've received a grant from the Templeton Foundation, and we are grinding it out right now to finish the Spanish translation so that we can have uh, all of Central America opened up. Uh, people are knocking on our doors like crazy. I can't even tell you uh, the amount of need and want that we have. Okay, uh, go ahead and flip the, the, to the next picture here, Judy. These next pictures are getting it together. Uh, uh, this is at Port Columbus uh, getting us out. This is in, stop it right here, this is in Washington, D.C., and what you're looking at is a girl who is, is, is stressed out right now. <laughs> and this is why. Tammy and I got up to the counter and our, our COVID tests from our doctor's office still were not in. And so we went up to check in, believing right to the last second that it was going to work. It didn't. And so we had to go back into D.C. and go to this area that... Uh, did uh, rapid, not a rapid stress, you have to have a PCR stress, but they would do a test that you could get back that same night, and they only charged us $180 a piece. What a bargain that was. And so it was extremely disappointing to, to go to the airport and not get there. Not only that, there was three inches of sleet that was on the ground. And uh, just doing all the maneuvering we had to do was crazy. So when we got back to our hotel room, we had to regroup emotionally. We had to regroup spiritually. But uh, Chuck and Lacey, they, they, theirs was there, so they got forward. That's what it looked like when we were traveling to get our, our new COVID test. Go ahead and keep going. And there it is. It finally showed up, our COVID test. So... Uh, we were happy about that. Now, this is while we're in quarantine. It took us four days to get a supply of Coke. But when we did, it was, it was quite a special day. Now, here's what's interesting. Go back to that picture for just a second. When, when we talk about getting Coke, the only Coke they had in the entire nation was, uh, was Coke One, Coke Zero. Uh, because Coca-Cola had not given the entire nation any formula for any other regular Coke. So what they did is they had a surplus of Coke Zero, and they where, where do they take it? To the, one of the poorest nations of the world and deposit it there. So these are just things that you need to think about. These are not people who are on the highly favored list. These are not people who, who get the best. Uh, gasoline from, that comes into Burundi, it initiates in uh, Mombasa, Kenya. 
and it drives all the way across Kenya into Uganda. And then it goes from Uganda down through Rwanda. And a giant uh, tanker full of gasoline that begins full in, in Mombasa drives all of those days. And by the time it gets there, there's probably only 70% of it left because these guys siphon off and uh, there's a whole black market for fuel and gasolines and we have used that black market. We have had a liter and a half bottles of water. We've bought four of those for about 40 bucks one time where we, that's the only gas in the entire nation that we could get. Now this time, uh, the, the fuel situation was, was good. And so we didn't have to worry about that. Next picture uh, is our quarantine times. This is our hotel. The, this is because we're losing our minds. We're laughing hysterically. So go, this is, uh, uh, we got a giant uh, blessing from, our, our, from you and, and other people. And you have to understand something. You need to prepare yourself to be personally blessed. That's not why you give. I get that. But when you see what God is doing with your finances, right now we've got about 4 million francs uh, that are in front of us, and that's not a joke. That is truly what it is. The exchange rate is 3,300 to $1, 3,300 francs to $1. Um, so when everybody tells you the value of the dollar is worthless, well, it's not in Burundi or anywhere in Africa. It's, it's very prevalent. So, no, go back to that picture. And so these guys are counting out 250,000 uh, francs. That's about $77. And that $77 is going toward our regional directors uh, for a blessing. So we had giant stacks of money that fill a book bag. And uh, those are all for blessings. And so in quarantine, what do you do? You count money, okay? So go ahead to the next photo. And uh, now we're going to talk about our graduations, okay? The, the, the graduations are mind-boggling. We had 766 graduates, uh, 698 uh, graduated with um, bad, or associate's degrees. They call those diplomas there. Here's why they call them diplomas. Because most of those people who got the 698 diplomas or what we would call an associate's degree have never graduated high school. And so to marry up what, with what their system would be like, they call those diplomas and in their mind they count those for both. Like they've graduated from high school and then moved on uh, to their college or, or their Bible school as well. So in order to get one of those diplomas, and by the way, they not only get a diploma, but they get a, uh, another sheet that is their uh, transcripts, the official transcripts from the university. Now, here's what you, you I, I want to just teach you a little bit about how this works. When we come to a place like this one, and this is Kayanza, I believe, I believe. Well, this is one that we marched two miles up giant hills through the streets. See, they have a graduation parade. And it was about 87 degrees, and in those robes it was like 9,000 degrees. And so we really walked a long way to get there, and it was worth every step. This is a group of five different schools, okay? There's probably close to 100 graduates here. And what we do is when I go in and train people, and they receive the training. They get a certificate. You're going to see 
one of our trainings. And that allows them, that gives them the right to be a facilitator. Okay, so, and then they're called an LCP, a local church program. And so uh, Harvest Preparation Schools of Ministry, uh, that's when they become a Harvest Preparation School of Ministry, but they do not become a nation-to-nation student until the time of graduation. So what they do is they take their credits from the local church program, and then they fill out an enrollment credit transfer form, and then that makes them an official student of nation-to-nation. So we and the process of collecting 766 credit enrollment forms is about as big a miracle as you can ever imagine but we got every single one of them this time and so these local church programs now when they have their robes these robes are 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 uh are are on there because of money that has been donated Okay, we've spent thousands of dollars putting together these graduation robes because this is like the biggest day of these people's lives. Plus, it's an advertisement for the university. And so this is one of those graduations. It's just full of people. It was packed. Uh, These are little gifts that we end up getting. Tammy was holding a drum uh, from one of the other graduations. Go ahead. uh, uh, Go back one, Judy. I'm sorry. This is Samuel to the right. He is one of our uh, main interpreters. Uh, And the guy right behind Pastor Chuck is Elijah. He is what I would call the number two guy. He's the vice president of United Christians in Evangelism. That is the organization that we partner with where Isaiah uh, Shimoramana is our Uh, the the president of that. So these guys are always traveling with us to different graduations. This is a graduation that Chuck was with a team. Tammy and Lacey and I were in another city at this time doing other graduations. And so go ahead and uh, move it forward. This is the parade I'm talking about. Okay. You have this, Matt, this was a graduation. We had 137 people graduating. This was one that Chuck did, but they, they get in this kind of uh, configuration and they march right down the center of the streets, singing and, and dancing and, and police and soldiers stop the traffic and let this parade go through. And when people see this, trust me, they're, they're amazed at the amount of people uh, that come through here. Let me just, uh, I'm gonna intertwine some we're gonna, what? Okay, We're, I'm just gonna intertwine a thought here. When we started these schools, one of the regional directors told the story to the other regional directors that when he brought this idea back to Gatega, that 99% of the people that he told about this school said, this isn't gonna work, there's no way this will happen, you know, we've had Mzungus come through before and promise us the world, and they, they, they provided nothing. And so what we had to do in the whole beginning of this school was to convince them that this was for real. And until we handed out these, these degrees, nobody believed still that it wasn't going to happen. They believed they would get to this point, and we wouldn't show up with the degrees. And what, Well, this is how many times they've been let down. I mean, time after time after time. And so you're fighting through 
a, a, a series of principalities that have brought failure to all of these things and the, the amount of effort that it took to get these people to this point was monumental and it was a total team effort. From our, from our UCE team to our regional directors to our facilitators, we've trained over 300 facilitators in Burundi alone. And so that's the two-day training that I do for most of the days. Uh, and by the time I'm done with that two-day training, it is exhausting because uh, it's, it just, it's a plethora of information. Now, when we, now let's move forward to this trip. So we had people beating our doors down. There wasn't 99% of the people who thought this wasn't going to work. There is 100% of the people who not only know it works, but now they want to be a part of it. So um, when Dr. Cliff called me uh, before we left on the trip, he said, hey, how you doing? You know, how many facilitators will you be training this time? Thinking that it would just be a handful because we've been there. And I told him 95 facilitators will be trained and it would just blew him away that we, there'd be 95 more. Well, what is not known is, is there was another 40 that wanted to be there that we could not accommodate. And during the time we were there, even more have called. We'll have a, we'll have a training that big or more even the next time, probably for two or three more rounds. This thing is not doing this or this, it's still doing this. And so um, these are just the pictures of the beautiful people who have graduated. And every one of them have a story. Every one of them have a story. A story of sacrifice, a story of, of the things that they've given up. Now, here's the good news. Because folks like you, and I'm going to keep saying you guys, because your faithfulness to these projects over the last four years has all, it's been mind-boggling. I, I don't ask. I mean, I'm, I'm not like beating your doors down. You know when it's time for me to go, you start calling me. Hey, how much do you need? Do you need this? Do you need that? Uh, we've donated um, uh, just a little over $14,000, I think, haven't we, up to just this year? Right around, you guys have given like 14000 bucks. In the first 10 weeks of, of, of 2021, without me standing here asking and, and God forbid begging for anything, because you guys are as bought into this as I am. And this is what we are doing as, as a church. And so next photo here, um, this is just again a, a graduation. I think this is the graduation that we were in in Bunjabora. Chuck and, and, and his team, I showed you, the very northern part was Sibatoke. That's what Chuck did that morning. And he was, had to drive to the very bottom part of Burundi the next day. I did that trip the last time, so we take the brutal trips and we pass them back and forth. And, uh, but, so Tammy and I had not been out of quarantine. They have one person who drives the, the papers to every hotel where people are quarantining. And apparently we were the last one on the list. We didn't get out till 3.30 that day. And we were supposed to be at this graduation so those guys could peel off and head to the bottom of the nation. Well, Tammy and I didn't get there till just after five. And so at this point they were getting ready to leave. 
And so, but in this graduation, they, they, you, you, there's tons of pastors that graduate in these graduations. This guy had like 45 of his church members at the graduation. And uh, we don't like things to get out of control. We, we want these to be professional and orderly. There's nothing we can do. All 45 of his students rushed the stage and they picked him up and carried him. It was like a 1980s concert scene. And uh, so they're carrying out their pastor uh, uh, off the stage. It was incredible. So go ahead to the next. Uh, this is kind of what a graduation looks like, full of graduates, full of family, full of friends. It, it, it's really uh, quite a spectacle. Okay, go to the next one. Uh, these, this is now. For every one that is 100 students, there's one that has 20 students. And, and this is every bit as pivotal as the 100 graduate places to go into these places out in the middle of nowhere where they have 20 people who have graduated and to hear their stories. What I was going to say to you is this, is that these guys are getting a bachelor's degree for like $24. $24 for 10 semesters of school. Why? Because of the money you've donated. You know, the projectors are free. The, uh, uh, the hard drives are free. Uh, our our uh, team in uh, Ngozi now, we've, we've bought two beautiful copiers, and all of the notes come out of the central location now. So they make 750 francs, which is about a quarter, and then there's a $750 student fee, that's another quarter. So 50 cents goes back into the coffers of doing the things that need to be done. It's not enough, but we supplement it. It's yes, that's so good. It's changing their thinking. What we've done now is, is that we've told them you don't need our support. What we've provided for you, you're gonna make way more money then what we, you know, 200 bucks a month is you're going to make way more than that. So it, it's incredible how we've, we're, we're not just creating opportunities and funding it. We're funding things so that they can do it themselves. And it's, it's unbelievable watching it go. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment. So go ahead and flip me a picture here. Uh, this is one of the most beautiful graduations we've had. The scenery in the back was just, it makes you want to sing, the hills are alive. And so this is a tremendous graduation. Yeah, yeah, flip that picture. Okay, yeah, this is, this is where uh, we were late again because we were driving, I was driving for, it took me two hours and 50 minutes to get to where I was going that morning in Mararo. And so I get there, and, they, and we're supposed to be doing a graduation, but they said, Pastor, you're preaching in 10 minutes to, to the five churches that came together. We had about seven, 800 people crammed in this building, and I said, okay, that's great. I, I, I can preach for the next 10 years. So we finally came back, and this is Chuck and I greeting each other. So uh, here's another parade and how they kind of march through the streets with us. Uh, go ahead, next picture. Okay, now here is my regional, or this is my facilitator training. Okay, this is the heart of everything we do right here. Because 
what's happening is, is these are people from the entire nation that are here. 95 people representing every province. What is the structure? How do we pick these people? These guys have to be vetted by the regional directors. And so the regional directors only provide us the best people for this training. Now, here's another interesting part. A third of these are already students who, uh, who have at least got their diplomas. And they're so excited about the information that they've received that they want to be a facilitator of another school somewhere else. So there's 95 people here, uh, and it's a grueling two days of information. But this is what we do. We provide quality, love, and relationship right from the start. You say, well, Pastor, what does quality, love, and relationship look like? Every one of these guys have uh, been given a bus ticket from where they're at. Might be $3, it might be $7. Every one of these guys were put up in a hotel the night before. Every one of these guys received four meals while they were in our care. These guys don't eat three meals a day at any time in their life, but we want them to feel the harvest prep love right from the beginning. We want them to feel this is about not what we can steal from you, but it's about what we can give to you. And what we've created is something that has transformed the way that they think about who we are. And so, uh, uh, in these uh, regional trainings, uh, or these facilitator trainings, a thousand questions are asked. Two questions are always prominent. Uh, what are the requirements to get into the school? There's a handful of them who have been through secondary school, and they don't want anyone who hasn't graduated high school to be a part of our schools. There's just a pride issue there. And then I tell them the testimony of Solomon, who translated the entire college into Karundi, who has not only never had a, a, a grade school or a middle school or a high school education, he was in uh, refugee camps his entire life. He self-taught himself everything, five languages, self-taught himself how to uh, uh, fix computers, and he is the voice on all 15 semesters of the video. And when I say that story, I don't tell him who he is. I leave out who he is. And I say, you remember the video you watched in the morning? Whose voice do you think was on that video? And I said, it's this man who I've shared his testimony with. Do you think I should have left him out of the school? Solomon uh, has received a bachelor's degree and he's gonna soon get a master's degree because like I said, he's translated all 15 semesters. When Solomon got his bachelor's degree, we were with all of the UCE team and he wept. And he said, I have felt inferior to all of you my entire life because I know that all this team has a secondary education, but I've never had anything to prove how smart I was, but this is something that to me proves how smart I am. And this guy right now is in northern Sudan. He's in four 100% Muslim refugee camps in, in a desert location. It's 100 degrees every day, and he is serving Jesus there. And uh, what? He's a missionary. So think of where the, we're headed here, folks. Think of what's happening here. Out of the heart of Africa, Burundi, 
1962 came the prophetic word that revival would come to all of Africa. And I'm telling you, I've got pictures of Solomon where he is. We invited his wife to dinner in the midst of, well, we had no time for any of this, exhausted beyond measure. But we invited uh, uh, Florence to come and have dinner with us. And out of you guys' donations, we gave her $300 support for Solomon in his ministry in the Sudan. It just gets better and better and better. And so that ends that question. You know, the qualifications are you have to score 60%. Now remember, we have 68 graduates who are done with their bachelor's degree. Within the next month, they will be starting their master's degree program. And so the qualifications go up. You'll have to score 75%, and it'll be $10 a semester uh, because of the extra work that has to go along with. Then we're going to break down, breaking down the book of Acts into five sections. So that'll be each semester you'll have to do the work from the book of Acts that I'm doing. And so this is Isaiah. He's my man. He is all of our man. And uh, I'm working right now. I'm, I'm going to get this mug over here. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get him a visa. This is a better look at the room. Uh, just amazing questions. I said there were two questions they asked. The second question they always come up with is, when I get this paper, am I going to get a job? Well, what kind of job am I going to get? Here's the truth. When we first started this, we, this is training church people. That's what we thought, okay? We weren't thinking about what the community development side could do. We weren't thinking about what the degree would get them. Yes, people are getting not only jobs from these degrees, but they're getting promotions. Not in just the secular world, but from the government. But what's happening that's better than you getting a job, I have over 100 testimonies of people who are creating jobs. This isn't just one job for them. We're talking 60 people in co-ops, and I'm getting ahead of myself. And so this is what I tell them, and they just scratch their head like, how can this be? This never happens in Burundi. Here's a look down from above. This is all of them with their facilitator training certificates. Over 300, as I told you before, uh, have received this. Okay, next picture. Uh, okay, here's a story, okay? These two men, don't they look wonderful? Don't they look normal? No, I mean seriously. Guess where they came from? They came out of the prison a day ago. These are prisoners in the Gatega prison, okay? Our Gatega guy has relationship with the jailers and the police, and uh, here's the deal. <laughs> we have the opportunity to have 100 to 120 prisoners starting the school. But there's only one hang-up. Prisoners can't pay anything. So to, in order to do that, it's going to cost about $300 a semester to train prisoners. And these two guys will be the facilitators in the prison. They are prisoners. Great guys. Great guys, honestly. So, and like Rick said to, to me this morning, I was just going to veer you off of, of, you know, your main focus. And it, it's, what'd you say? Mission creep. And uh, the answer unequivocally is yes. But boy, wouldn't you like to see all these prisoners come out with a, a bachelor's degree from... Uh, and a transformation. And these guys come out then and create jobs for people. 
So that's a shameless plug, but a plug anyway. So it would cost us, it would cost us $3,000 to do 10 semesters. So I'll just leave it at that. But these are the guys who completed the training. I wanted you to see this picture. This is the meal we feed them. It's an overflow. This was an, incre this was an incredible meal. This is the first meal that I got beans the whole time I had been in Burundi. And honest, they were so, oh, they were so stinking good. I had juice hanging out. Now listen, when beans and rice put juice out the side of your mouth, that ought to tell you something. Beans and rice and bananas, the way they make them, like a gravy, and you put them all together. It's one of the most incredible meals. Uh, that, and so here they are. We ask them to sit with people they don't know. And so they're having great conversations with all these people. But that's what you do. That's, that's what you guys do. You, you enable us to do that. Uh, what? Amen. Okay. Go to the next. I know. I'm sorry, baby. I'm trying to hurry. Okay. I'll try to hurry. Okay. Next picture. Hey, if, yeah, go just hit me the next one. Okay, this, we, we did something new this time. We created two awards. We, we created a Transforming a State Award and a Transforming a Nation Award. This is Nepo, who is, you guys are a proud owner of a cow too. Did I mention that? So this is Nepo. He got the Transforming a State. This is Isaiah and Elijah. We gave uh, UCE Transforming a Nation Award. And my God, you'd have thought that they won the Super Bowl. I mean, these awards meant so much to them. And the Holy Spirit just put that on my heart before we left. But the plaques were beautiful. And anyway, keep going to the next one. Uh, uh, oh, this is our regional directors meeting. Okay, This is where unbelievable stories were told. I spent a half a day with the 19 people. Bust them in, gave them a hotel the night before, fed them an incredible lunch. Why? Because that's the Redeemer way. I mean the Harvest Preparation International Ministry way. We're one and the same, okay? But that is who we are. So I just want to just share a couple quick things. Nepo from Gatega. 99% of the people when he started this said this is ridiculous, okay? So... We graduated associates and bachelors. Every single one of their students are going to start the master's, but they're starting over again in semester one and have like 50 students already signed up. And this is the guy who's, who's trying to get the prison thing going. This is, this is Nepo. Okay, so now Nepo started growing corn. Now I'm going to get into the the incredible side of the, how people are creating jobs. He started growing corn the way he was taught through the videos. Listen, the community development section of this has never been used to the degree it's being used in Burundi. So he grew a hectare, which is close to an acre. Nothing in the entire nation is plowed with a machine. It's all with a hoe. And you ladies do most of it. And I'm not kidding you, it's un unbelievable the amount of area one lady hoes in a day. So he planted his, his corn. Now, I want you to understand something. We saw this with our very eyes. And so here's a, a cornfield planted the Burundian way. Here's one planted the nation-to-nation -nation way. The Burundian ears were like this, and I'm not kidding you, the ears that 
Nepo's corn grew was like this. Not only was the corn enormous, it looked like almost like an American field where the stalks were like, his were eight inches instead of four inches apart. Just think of the waves of corn you see. Well, his field looked like half of one of ours, which is a miracle. So now the government is driving by and saying, whose field is this? So the governor and his group comes to Nepo. Let me see your field. How did you do this? It's because of our Bible college. Really? What's your Bible college? He tells them. He says they don't believe him. So they say, we're going to hoe up another acre, and we're going to give you the seed, and we want you to plant it. we got to see this for ourselves. So he did that. The field was even better than his original field. Then they saw that, and they said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to plant two acres. The university and the government are going to plant two acres, and we want you to do two acres. We're going to give you the seed. We're going to clear it out for you. All you got to do is plant it. They planted it. We drove to this. It was late at night, exhausted. We were on our way to buy the cow. And I'm thinking, just take us to the cow. <laughs> yeah. But we needed to see this. Their two acres, wow. I mean, and his two acres, the ears were, I mean, night and day. So the government said, we're going to plow up six more acres. And we're going to provide the seed. And then all you have to do is plant it. And every field that we have planted, provided the seed for, and you have done your deal on, we're giving you half of it. 50% of the proceeds, because their 50% of their proceeds were going to be more than all of the fields that they planted on their own. So this is a part of a co-op. There's 60 people in his co-op. And they've, as of last year, they've developed over 4 million francs in profit. So around $1,200 in profit have came to the 60 people who are a part of this co-op. They're making more money than they've ever had in their life. And all of this is because of the leadership training, the Bible training, and all of the classes that they learn in ag. Step up, baby. You, you just Pastor Nepo also yeah. said that he was... Bad pastor. Oh, he yeah. wasn't a good husband. He was a horrible father. And he said when he took the class, he said, I did not realize it. And he said, my life has been changed by the marriage and family, teaching him how to be a good husband, how to be a good pastor. He goes, I'm no longer lazy. I don't even know what to do with all I'm doing. And then it goes into the to the buying of the cow, which... Um, so we bought, there's, there's a kind of cow called a Friedson cow. And it's the kind of cow you want to buy in, in Africa. Uh, it's 10 times better than any other cow they have. Uh, it costs about $550. So Nepo has been praying for two years. We came prepared to buy him a cow. He didn't know that. He said, I, you know, one time you mentioned to me, you know, I've been praying for two years. I said, well, you happen to know where any cows are? Oh, yeah, I've had my eye on one. I said, we're going to buy it. He goes, what? He says, I don't have any money. I'm going to sell my motorbike. I said, no, you're not. You're going to get the cow. You know what he wants the cow for? The poop. I mean, I'm just being honest. The fertilizer from that cow is going to transform the rest of what they grow. Let me give you an exciting story. So they wanted 800 bucks for this cow because it was pregnant already. And it's producing 15 liters of milk every day right now. So after all this, we finally got 
to this place to see the cow, and we are the proud owners of this cow. I mean that facetiously, Nepo's Nepo's cow, you know what I mean. So this is Nepo now, he just built his pen, and he's, he's milking this cow. Now, it gets 15 liters a day. He's keeping two for his family, selling 13 liters at 1,000 francs a liter, which is about 33 cents. But you do the math, 10 times that's $3.30 times seven days is almost 25 bucks a week times 4.3. That comes out to about $114, and that's the salary of a school teacher that he's making off this. He's got a yard full of chickens. He's got rabbits. Listen, I don't, I don't want to kill your little bunny hopes, but they eat rabbits in Burundi. And we have multiple rabbit farms that have started because of nation to nation. One lady in Burundi has sold over 100 rabbits in the last three months, and she has given four rabbits to six students who are now running rabbit farms. And you all know the myth about rabbits, multiply, we multiply like rabbits, them stinking rabbits kick out rabbits like you can't believe. And so they make $5 for every rabbit that they sell. And so, guys, we're not creating a job. Honest to gosh, I'm not kidding you. We've created thousands of jobs because these regional directors are creating community co-ops with anywhere from 60 to 100 people. You multiply 19. Here's the coolest thing. In this regional meeting, I just said, after I'm listening, well, how many of you guys have a co-op? Well, 13 of the 19 guys all had co-ops. I said, are the other six of you interested? Are you kidding me? They shot their hands up, and I said, what we're going to do is we're going to give you each two names and numbers of the guys who have them, and you know they will train you on how to do your own co-op now. And so by the time I return, there will be 19 co-ops in every region. They have to be approved by the government, and the government is watching these. So in one of my graduations in, uh, this is all my regional directors, and they're amazing, amazing people. But Nepo's testimony is mind-boggling. I was lazy, I was a terrible pastor, a terrible husband. We, we've met his wife before, Tammy, preached at a women's conference there. Trust me, this woman is the happiest lady in the world right now because her husband has been transformed by the marriage and family. They are taking the marriage and family class and creating schools in their regions and showing those videos and transforming people's marriages. They are taking the, uh, the ag videos and one guy in Karusi has been to five churches where he has over 80 people at every church and he's teaching them how to do these farming techniques. It's exploding. And so here's our regionals, great people. Uh, go to the next uh, slide. This is uh, uh, Tammy and Lacey and Samuel going to the women's meeting. Keep going. Uh, so here's the ladies teaching. What do you want to say about the women's conferences? Okay, so you got to say in here. They were great. They were hungry. I think for them, it's just knowing that somebody's there pouring into them because you just see that it's mostly all men, but the women were really getting touched during these conferences. 
Uh, go back one. The guy translating for uh, Lacey there, his name is specific. He's an incredible 28-year-old guy who uh, knows more about American politics than most of you. And uh, it created some great and interesting conversations. Yes. Trust me, there is a lot of interesting conversations. Okay, keep going. Uh, am I boring you? Is this, I mean, you know, I hate when you got to go home and say, oh my gosh, we had to see the slideshow today. Okay, I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to see what you're a part of, and I'm hoping I'm doing this in a way that makes you feel that this isn't just another slideshow. So, okay, now here's a, a women's conference, and you cannot believe one of the major issues that is church-led and government-led is birth control. And uh, the, the, the government and the pastors want to tell women what to do with their bodies. It was a hot topic, ladies. <laughs> yeah. And so Tammy had to teach at every one of her conferences that that is a decision between you and your husband and your God. And nobody should be making these choices for you. And so, trust me, those are dandies. And it was real nerve-wracking when you seen the two, you had two pastors, male pastors, came to sit in on these, <laughs> the, the women. They were watching us. So it was really uh, trying not to be uh, intimidated, I should say. Okay, here is the church that I told you where they brought five churches together. Um, I preached on my favorite topic, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and gave a whole timeline of the Spirit. This is Luke. He's a schoolmaster, and he's the one that runs the interpreter agency. We get all of our interpreters through Luke. What an amazing, amazing guy he is. And so, okay... Yeah, he makes 150 bucks as a head schoolmaster, okay? Now, we tip all of our, we don't tip them, we pay them. We could not do what we do without them, so we all pay them now. So I said at the end of this meeting, because we got a graduation after this, anybody who wants to hear more about Jesus and, and, and know about, so we had 22 kids from 14 to probably 19 years old, came out the back and I'm just sharing about how amazing Jesus is, how important studies are, how important it is to stay focused and they're pulling on me, Pastor, we got to go to the graduation, we got to go to the graduation. It's on the same site. So I'm like, look, there's nothing more important right now than this and so I'll be there as soon as I get to. So uh, all 22 of them who were there asked Jesus to be their savior. So it was precious beyond precious. So. Okay, now, here's a shameless thing. We found five Ohio State jerseys in Burundi, okay? And so I said, well, I got to get these kids to do me an OHIO. So there it is, OHIO. Next, next, <laughs> save me. So uh, another women's conference. And so they're just, wa they're waving to you is what they're doing. They're saying hello to you guys, okay? Um, so is that all of them? Okay, keep going. Okay, this is at a crusade. This next set of pictures is at a crusade. So, uh, you know, Chuck and I wanted Tammy to say something at the beginning of the crusade, and she's like, I don't have anything to say. I don't want to get up there. And then she preached for 20 minutes. We didn't even think we were going to be able to reel her back in. I mean, she was a house on fire. Now, here's the altar call from the crusade. Yeah, just soak it in for a minute. 
This is the people who came to ask Jesus into their hearts. See their hands? People of all ages are, are in that crowd of getting saved. So we found another Buckeye jersey. Keep going. <laughs> this is a, another crusade. These are the people in this crusade that are about in probably 10 rows back. They're the ones who came to get saved. Uh, go to the next. Uh, this is uh, Lacey giving a talk to at the beginning of the crusade. What? Yeah. Yeah, sharing. That's what we would do. When we come there, you know, everybody get a chance to say something. Here's Pacific and Chuck doing the deal. Keep going. Because I, I, uh, this is another picture of that. I think I have a picture of Zacchaeus. Yes, look. Look at these two kids. They're, a, they're like 100 feet up in this tree. And I, I said to Chuck, we need to tell Zacchaeus to come down from that tree. Because the Lord is here. But I'm like, good Lord, don't go up any higher. This is the lady who had the uh, growth under her armpit that I told you about. She's testifying how, the God, how God healed her. Uh, I had another, go ahead, uh, send uh, this lady. Uh, I, I, I really felt like the, Lord's, the Holy Spirit said, there's people here with broken hearts. You've just been so disappointed, so dissed your whole life. I didn't use the word dissed. And I saw this lady. And she's in the back, she's got a baby, and honestly, I watched the Holy Spirit come on her. And I'm like, oh man, okay, Lord, I need a verification. You know? So I said, who out here were touched by the idea that God was healing your heart? Hers was the first hand that shot up. I knew. So we had her come up, and I got a picture of her. This is just joy. That's all that is. This is just speaking at a crusade again. Uh, this is our hotel, and uh, they're building another building. It's incredible to watch how things are built by hand. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they're building a pool at this hotel, too, believe it or not. So, but I'll go back to that just a minute. They had all of these, uh, this is the scaffolding, the trees like that. And if you do a 40-story building, it's the same scaffolding. It's all these little logs that they tie together and that's what they do all that pile there uh, they've had three piles that big and they're mixing cement by hand and then they put them in those plastic tubs and then these guys carry them to the places that they need to be by hand uh, right now they're eating bread because every day we would try if whatever we had we would give it to them and they would break it off amongst themselves and then the last day we gave them, a, we, we had a full, we bought full loaves for them, shared the gospel with them, and it was an amazing thing. So these are just, I, I, these are just a couple pictures of uh, just kind of scenery, a typical look into Burundi. The whole nation looks like that. It's one big mountain and one big valley. It's beautiful. And so keep going. Is that it? Okay, that's it. That, that's, that's, that's the end of it. I just, of the pictures, I just want to say this to you. Uh, what's happening in this place is beyond anyone's comprehension. Theirs, ours. Um, the stories are, are, are mind-boggling. This is 19 different stories from every regional director. I could go through every one of them and you would, you, you would shake your head in the same way uh, that you, you have shaken your head. Hundreds and hundreds of people's lives are not 
just being transformed through the information. They're being transformed because of what God's purpose is for that nation. When I read to you Psalm 5, verse 12, you know, there's never been a trip that's been this difficult to plan. The logistics were amazing. It was a great trip. Flew right into Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. We didn't have to go through any customs. We didn't have to take our bags. Our bags went right to Bunjabora. And uh, uh, it was a great flight, long but great. Uh, the food was okay from the U.S. side to there. On the other side coming back, it was a little dicey. But I don't pay people to feed me. I pay people to fly me. Amen. How many of you agree with that? Get a sub if you don't want the airplane food and don't count on them to feed you. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times over. And uh, we're just beginning. I mean, this thing is, we brought 50 projectors and 55 hard drives. So we have five new hard drives for the schools who are going to do their master's. But every school that is in this place of doing master's work, they're starting all over again. This is one of the things I forgot to mention to you. In the, in the uh, facilitator training, these guys are coming already having students signed up. We passed around a sheet to find out how many students were signed up and the people that were represented there, 3,000. 480 students were represented at that facilitator's meeting. Right, and so, right, they have no equipment yet, so we have equipment for 50 schools that we carry over in suitcases. It's quite a process. But, so 50 more schools within the next six months will be started. And we're not even talking about Rwanda. We're not talking about Uganda. We're not talking about Swahili translation. We're not talking, I mean, this, the, the thing is, is mind-boggling. But I do just want to say this to you. Don't be surprised about how God just turns blessings into your life. The Bible says you reap what you sow. And we don't do this to get, but God just can't help himself. And that's his deal that he does. So, again, I just can't thank you all enough and I'm um, looking forward to Easter. Let's prepare for a great resurrection. Let's prepare for a great service where people's lives get transformed. Amen? Would you stand with me? Father, I thank you for this day. It's truly the day that you have made. Help us to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we're just so thankful for all these opportunities you've given Redeemer's Church. And Father, I just can't say enough about the partnership of us and HPIM and UCE and every group that we're associated with around the world. So thank you for taking this place on 1850 Courtright Road and making it an international hub for great miracles. And so Father, uh, bless each person here today and their families and give us divine appointments between now and Easter so that many people can come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And Father, I just, uh, I just can't quit smiling when I think about how good you are. And Father, we just give you praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.